Hi, I'm Gavin Giovannoni. I'm a neurologist based in uh, the East End of London uh, at Barts and London School of Medicine and Dentistry. And this MS Selfie podcast is about the STAR MS trial and the fact that it now is open for recruitment and we are able to offer the option of being randomized to autologous hematopoietic stem cell transplant as a first-line therapy. And I start this podcast off about the uh, issue around recruitment. Uh, uh, and as you know, in Latin, we say carpa diem sees a day. And we've been waiting for decades to have the opportunity of showing the wider community that autologous hematopoietic stem cell transplant, which is probably our most effective treatment in MS, is safe and adds value as a treatment option for MS. And the reason why it's stimulated uh, well, stimulated me to do this podcast is several patients have been contacting me over the last few weeks by email, several from Scotland and England as well, uh, wanting to be treated with HSCT. And their consultants have said to them, first of all, it's not available in Scotland to treat MS. And secondly, the one some of the consultants in England have said that it's too risky. They're not preferring patients for HACT. They think that tr- the treatment options available already under the NHS are sufficient. Um, and one patient actually said to me that their consultant refused to even offer them alemtuzumab, a licensed green-lighted therapy via NICE, because of its risks. The patient's consultant was not prepared to take the risks. And I feel very strongly that this is not correct. <clears throat> So Scotland, I just want to say that the Scottish patients should be aware that this is simply not true. Uh, Scottish Health Technologies Group, the SHTG, uh, who advises NHS Scotland on new treatments, has approved or recommended HACT for people with highly active relapsing remitting MS. They said the treatment options should be available for those who have ongoing relapses and MRI activity, despite being treated with the most effective disease-modifying treatment. So it is available in Scotland. And similarly, Wales have done the same. The health technology Wales have also made HACT available to treat MS in Wales. So you should just say to your healthcare professional, your consultant neurologist, they've got it wrong. And I suspect this is a education issue. The uh, MS consultants or the neurologists looking after you just haven't kept up with what's happening uh, locally in terms of treatment guidelines. Now, what, what I can say is none of these guidelines be it Scotland, Wales, or England, make HACT available first line. But what we've managed to do is um, get the Ethics Committee and everybody to agree that as part of the so-called STAR-MS study, people can go into the trial uh, as a first-line first option, provided they have rapidly evolving severe MS. And we think that we have equipoise here because people are now traveling abroad for HACT. Why not have the option of being in a trial? And you'll get randomized. You'll either get randomized to HACT or you get randomized to one of the other high-efficacy therapies, which you would have to choose based on what your consult- consultant or your HACT your healthcare professional says to you. And the treatments uh, uh, on that side are alemtuzumab, cladribine, oculizumab, or ofatumumab. Um, so I've actually put uh, the links into the STAR-MS study, which describes uh, what the study is about. Um, there's also an online eligibility uh, questionnaire that you can actually see, are you eligible? Uh, and if you are eligible, you can either um, ask your team to 
screening for the trial if they are a participating site. If they're not a participating site, I've actually listed the participating sites and you can be referred to those sites for screening and potential participation in the trial. And please don't think it's your consultant or your your HCP who's making the decision about the risk. It's you. Uh, And so you should demand referral if you think you're eligible for the trial. They have no right to refuse you referral. And they shouldn't just take responsibility for what they think uh, is too risky for you. At the end of the day, it's your risk. And I've actually been criticized in the past because we now have cohorts of people who have had HACT, particularly those receiving it very early, that are decades into their treatment and they're still in long-term remission. And the question I'm asking is, are we potentially curing a small proportion of patients with these more aggressive therapies like HACT or Alentuzum? And I think we may be, okay? And a lot of my colleagues have pushed back on this and say that I'm uh, being irresponsible. I'm creating false hopes by discussing potential cure. And my pushback from that is, well, unless we look for a cure, uh, we'll define and look for a cure, how are we going to know? And isn't it in the interests of the MS community to know if a treatment X or Y cures you of MS. One of the reasons why people want to take the risks associated with HACT or alemtuzumab is because there is this potential of very long-term remission and possible cure. And I don't think we should shy away from uh, that. Oncologists uh, and other disease areas uh, have the same debate as we're having, and I think we should be frank. Uh, if we, if you are... Uh, had a treatment like HACT, which depletes your immune system, allows it to reconstitute, um, and hopefully the autoimmunity that drives MS disease activity goes away, then why shouldn't we think about this treatment uh, curing the disease? Anyway, I I wouldn't mind some feedback from you. Do you think if I'm being irresponsible, uh, am I raising false hopes discussing this issue? Because I think it needs to be discussed and debated uh, in the wider MS community. Um. One of the problems we're having is we are having very slow recruitment to this trial. The trial's now been open for several months, and we're getting a trickle of potential patients going into the trial. And that is a real worry for us because uh, the NIHR that funds this trial have said to us, if we don't recruit at a certain rate, they're going to stop funding and they're going to have to close down the study. And that would be a travesty. That would be a real failure, and not only on our part, the people running the trial, but also the MS community in general, because we've been pushing for this trial for decades. We've been saying HACT is the most effective treatment, and now we've got the option and the opportunity of testing this uh, hypothesis, and we can't recruit for the trial. Not only is it a failure for the STAR-MS study if we don't recruit, but it's also a failure beyond that, because I suspect if we go to get funding from the NHS NIHR to do any more high-risk trials, They'll say, no, if you couldn't recruit for the HSC trial, how are you going to recruit for the next study? And that's really a problem for me because I want to do a, um, an anti-CD19 targeted CAR T-cell uh, treatment. I've done a newsletter on this in September after the lupus trial came out. So this is actually an immunotherapy where you actually uh, use engineered T-cells to purge your body of B-cells. And the good thing about these engineered T-cells is they go into the central nervous system, and they find all those infected EBV-infected B cells, and they purge the body, hopefully, of the pathogenic uh, B cells that are driving MS. That treatment is probably not quite as risky or maybe in the same ballpark as HACT. But I can say uh, categorically, if we can't get funding 
we can't get the, uh, the Star MS trial recruited, we're going to have major problems convincing uh, the, the funding authorities in the UK to fund a, a CAR T-cell trial in multiple sclerosis. So it, this has implications. So I would urge you, please, to spread the word, nudge your MS centres uh, to include HACT and the STAR MS trial on the MDT agendas. The MDT is for multidisciplinary team meetings. We have to review all cases that go into high-efficacy therapies at MDT, and we're finding, and I'm hearing from a lot of patients that come to me for second and third opinions, that they were never offered certain high-efficacy therapies because they were never discussed at the MDT. And I think it's really important that the MS teams, the MS centers in the country, include HSCT as part of their uh, treatment option and also potential referral for the STAR-MS trial as part of their treatment options. Only when we get the whole country behind this will we find the recruitment rates going up to a pace that we are required uh, to recruit. So there are 16 sites uh, that are participating at the moment. Sheffield uh, is the main one. Uh, we've got Imperial, Kings, uh, Barts and UCL in London. We've got Cambridge, the Walton Centre in Liverpool, Oxford. We've got Bristol, Southampton, Plymouth, Manchester, Leeds, uh, Nottingham, Edinburgh and also Cardiff. So there are a broad sweep of centres across the country. So most of you if you are eligible, will be close to one of these uh, participating sites. I haven't got time to go into HACT in a lot of detail in this particular podcast and uh, newsletter, but uh, I have written extensively uh, about HACT, its risks, benefits, how we do the procedure, etc. So I've put three um, previous newsletters uh, in the uh, online version of this uh, or the email version of this, so you can please click on those and read them for more information. Then finally, uh, I know a lot of you are going to ask the question, well, you know, I'm a big proponent of the EBV hypothesis. So if HACT potentially cures you of MS, how is this compatible with the MS-EBV hypothesis? And um, my explanation is that all immune reconstitution therapies, not only HACT, but also alemtuzumab, also uh, cladribine, they deplete the B-cell compartment in the body and they may purge the body of what I would call the pathogenic EBV-containing B-cells. And so when your immune system reconstitutes itself, those cells don't come back and that, that EBV population has been depleted from the body. That's the simplistic uh, understanding. Another thing that happens is when your immune system comes back, it comes back in a slightly different way as to when it was depleted. And one of the problems people with multiple sclerosis happen is their T cells are, uh, are exhausted. They just have a problem dealing with Epstein-Barr virus. And when you rejuvenate the T-cell compartment, in other words, when your immune system reconstitutes, those T-cells are rejuvenated and they mount a much better response against EBV. And that may be controlling uh, the Epstein-Barr virus infection that's driving multiple sclerosis. Uh, and so we, w- we will be testing some of these hypotheses uh, as an add-on to, this, to the STAR-MS trial. So yes, you know, immune reconstitution therapies may be sledgehammers, uh, 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 and the way they really work is as an immunotherapy, in other words, rejuvenating your anti-EBV immune response, which then controls the virus, controls uh, multiple sclerosis. And I have a big problem, uh, and it is a problem, it's a personal problem. I can't think about MS research or any contemporary MS research questions without framing it in the Epstein-Barr virus hypothesis. And this is one of the reasons why I'm very excited by the STAR-MS trial 
I'm very excited by the potential of using CD19 targeted CAR T cells because, yes, these are types of immunotherapy against EBV. And if we look carefully, we may find the solution to uh, multiple sclerosis in the long term. So um, the STAR-MS trial is really uh, one of the most exciting studies going on uh, in the MS space. We have a responsibility as an MS community to get this study recruited as uh, quickly as possible. And that's not just us uh, MS healthcare professionals going around looking for potential uh, patients to participate, but it's also you, uh, people with the disease, looking out for yourself and seeing if you're eligible and actually demanding a referral for participation. We're just spreading the word. The more publicity this trial gets, Hopefully, the more um, we'll get referrals coming in from our other MS centers that aren't participating in the trial, but at least referring their patients for participation. And I'll leave it at that. Please, uh, if you have any questions, ask, and I'll try and respond. And don't forget, and don't forget this is the new year, and I would like uh, to encourage those of you who can afford to subscribe to subscribe. I've had a real drop-off uh, in subscriptions, simply because when the uh, annual subscription renewal comes up, people are cancelling it, and um, it, it's potentially a problem long-term. I, I would love the MSLP to be a self-funding uh, and, and maintain itself long-term, um, uh, and the resources are not being used for myself personally. I'm using the money uh, from your kind donations uh, to uh, uh, curate a website and then potentially uh, run a teaching course, which I plan to do later on this year. Uh, thank you.